This is the War Room Roundtable podcast, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant businessmen and women on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they've learned on the road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their successes into your life and business. The War Room Roundtable is brought to you by your hosts, Jason Miller, CEO of Strategic Advisor Board, and Philip Llanos, CEO of Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Welcome to the War Room. How are you doing today, Jeremy? Excellent. Thank, thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, I have some notes here that have really set my sights on an interesting conversation about like family business, right? And it's one of the first questions we like to open every conversation with on the show is that is, do you yourself come from a family of entrepreneurs or business owners? I, I see the answer here, but I'd love to hear about it from you. Yeah, um, my my grandpa started in the construction industry in 1956, so that's where my roots start in construction remodeling. So back then, I mean, he he did a little bit more of the the career path and did the uh, you know work for a manufacturer and worked his way up all the way to VP. And then my dad in the 70s opened up a business with with his dad, my grandpa, called Owens Western Builders up in Spokane, Washington. And that's kind of where the entrepreneurship, business ownership started in the '70s, and from there we've just have never, never looked back. It's been been a wild ride, but it's been a fun one, especially working with uh, family members that you love and respect. Absolutely. And how did that sort of influence you? Like, did you ever once think to yourself, "I'm going to do something different," or was it always like, "I know I'm going to carry this legacy"? Ah, uh, you know, I did the college thing, which is strange. You know, I, I graduated college, and then when I I finished, I kind of was like, what did I do that for? <laughs> so, yeah, um, I, there was, I guess, a couple moments of maybe I'll try something else. But, you know, I guess it was kind of in my blood. You know, sales were it was in my blood. It was just something I grew up, you know, going on sales calls with my dad. So he knew I already had a, a liking and a taking toward it. So it was just a natural fit, honestly. Wow. I, I, I like that you were like, wait, what did I do the whole college thing for if I already have like a path I know I can excel with? That's a whole nother conversation. I don't know if we want to get into <laughs> <laughs> No, but I love it because I, it's true. Most entrepreneurs, like uh, it's it's almost like they have to like not go to college to to like take advantage of that time uh, that when they're young to like multiply that. But it, it is it is cool to see that perspective that you have. Uh, so you see that growing up, you go on these sales calls. At what point did you really like accept to yourself? Like, yeah, I know this is what I want to do though. Like, what was that like in your head that moment? Um, it was a, it was actually out of college and I, I, out of college, I got a, a job in the industry still, um, working for a distributor in Sacramento and I was working there and it just was, I wasn't a corporate guy. I couldn't deal with asking people if I can go see my daughter's recital or I just couldn't do that. I couldn't, I couldn't ask people for, for approval. I worked my butt off and I didn't really feel a lot in return. So it was at that moment that I was like, all right, let's just scrap this whole thing and stick with the family business. And from there, that was in early two thousands. And yeah, it's been great ever since very fortunate and blessed to be, have my own business and never have to ask a, a boss again 
if I can go to my son's baseball game or my daughter's recital or whatever. Man, I mean, it doesn't get any realer than that. I mean, that is nope. that is the epitome of the struggle. There are people out there who, like you're right, can't even go see the most right. important defining moments of their family's lives because mm-hmm. because of work workplace culture and what sure. that looks like. And yeah. oh, yeah. if I gave you the day off to go do that, now I got to give everybody that day. It's like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is a perfect time to to, to ask uh, Jason to chime in on so far on what he's heard. Jason, yeah, I I love the whole just to get started. I love the construction field myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up on a farm, not the kind of construction you do. Ain't nothing I do is within code for sure. But but I grew up on a farm. So we always, anything that got built, we built it. Right. right. And that's just how it was. Mm -hmm. I built my own office right here with my own hands. I'm sure if uh, Boulder (laughs) County can make me take it down, but whatever. (laughs) but i love construction one of my very first clients was a he was a general contract general contractor and you know so there's something about that field even for me it's like really cool right any any time you get to literally build something with your own hands, whether it's yours or somebody else's, it doesn't matter. Right. Right. But that's an everlasting thing. Mm -hmm. It's there forever, right? Not forever, but I mean, for until you're in a forever box anyway, (laughs) (laughs) hopefully you don't have to make your own. (laughs) Exactly. but yeah, it's there's something to be said about the trades. My my cousin, he runs a or not cousin, my nephew. Uh, I just visited him this last last week, and and he's figuring it out. He's a new business owner. Went to Wyoming Tech for uh, you know leather work, upholstery, and auto body. Mm-hmm. So he's got his own shop open. He's got. 30 people backed up to get jobs done and all that kind of, which is a good problem. But but the trades, man, it's coming back. Holy crap. It's coming back full force. It's it's still quite a labor shortage, but I mean, you said it right. There's, there's a lot of pride in, in construction. I think that, you know, when you can build something and you can see something through, yeah, with your own hands, with your own team's hands, there's something really, really cool about that. I think, the struggle with it is if you take that pride into your business as well, like it's cool to have pride about what you do, but if you take the pride to a client, if you take the pride to your team, then that's, that's where contractors can really, it can backfire. And that's, that's where people get the bad contractor experiences and you know, the back and forth, the attorneys, like all that crap. It's because the pride in your work, you feel like you, you can do it right. So when everybody, anybody challenges you on that, it's, it can be a problem. Also yeah. known as ego. construction. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> and so uh, with, with the way things have been going uh, in, in the world, uh, given your industry, have you experienced any changes with like, you know, remote work and construction don't necessarily go hand in hand and the great resignation. Have you faced any things 
of that nature so far in the development of your business? Yeah. I mean, for me personally, I I've been working from home for 20 years. So it was the COVID thing and everything. I was already ready for it, but in, yeah, we were essential in California. So we, we were, we were allowed to work, which was awesome, but you're right. There's still so much that is done on site in person um, there is a little bit more automation going on, like a lot more building remotely and bringing buildings to to uh, locations. So I think that's that's ramping up. There's definitely a lot more technology that has come on in in construction. So that's making us more efficient. But you know, it's still very much a people driven business, and you know, you're gonna need the people to to finish it off. But robots are coming, automation's coming, 3D mapping. There's all sorts of crazy stuff that that it's it's pretty. Pretty cool to see. I was no, just can, gonna say yeah. you can you can print a house. <laughs> I know. was just gonna say I saw That's that. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, like <laughs> what? Have you looked into that technology at all? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't get it at all, but you know, I've seen it and seen it kind of start to come to fruition. So I mean that that will replace some of the labor shortages we have. Um, is just the automation aspect, but um, we're still, you know, close to a million workers short in our industry. Wow. That's a lot. No way. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, I mean, that says a lot. Um, and it's it's a really fascinating time right now because, like you said, with COVID, a lot of people staying at home uh, are, are even like, because I don't know much about the industry itself i have a, a few people that I, that I know in new york who like do building and uh general contracting and things of that nature but uh are people still investing in like apartment buildings and things of nature are you in touch with a lot of real estate people like are there industries that are tangential to you that are also important to the success of the industry as a whole yeah the building industry is kind of wild there's still a, a typically a housing shortage nationwide which is it always seems strange when you see thousands of homes being built you're like how is there a housing shortage but there is, especially low-income housing. Um, it's a real problem in California and a lot of states. But yeah, there's there's a there's a housing issue, and so yeah, some people invest in that. Um, I know the market's a little strange right now with the interest rates going up, inflation so high, housing starting to kind of come down a little bit. So maybe it's kind of one of those things where the rich get richer. You know, when the when the if there's a recession or a downturn, that's when you'll see a lot of investing take place. Um, right now it's kind of a, let's wait and see what happens the next year. So it is a little bit of a, a, a lull right now. I, and I, I love that you answered this because, uh, my follow-up question to that was going to be your third generation in, right? So that means that you've been able to see two generations of the way people have run their business and what they thought was important being third generation in business. What do you see as the most important thing you should be keeping your eye on this time around? Mm, that's a great question. Um, I think I think learning from past mistakes, um, you know, is very important. I think I, we talked about pride, not bringing your pride to the workplace, being willing to um, network and talk with other people. Um, you know, the thing with construction is there's a low a low barrier of entry, so you know anybody can go get a contractor's license, and then essentially you have your own business. And with that is a lot of challenges because most of us are not business owners by by nature. So you have to learn as you go. And if you don't learn as you go, that's typically where I see most of, of construction professionals fail as they open up a business, they get busy, 
but they don't know their numbers. They don't know how much money they're making. They just go job to job. It's just a cash flow business. And it's not a, it's, it can be scary. And so I think the the best advice would be to, you have to always be constantly learning. You can't just stop and say, I got it figured out because there's a challenge. There's COVID, there's recession, there's, you never know what's going to be, what, what hurdle we're going to have to jump over. So if you're not ready for it, 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 typically will gobble up a company pretty quickly. Yeah, man. Uh, what's the most important thing that you're working on uh, as of late? Like something that you yourself are like, oh, I want to learn more about this. Yeah, it's strange. I, I'm learning a lot more about not only the the podcasting space, but a live shows. I do a live show as well once a month, like learning about this whole part, this whole other part of of the industry and any industry, right, is just you know, continuing education, um, networking, you know, providing valuable content to other people, just like you guys are doing, like, that's all new to me. And so that's, that's kind of, I mean, I know construction remodeling, but this whole other part is like, it's a whole wild west and it's changing obviously quite a bit. So, um, just kind of learning a little bit more about that has, has been fun. Oh man. I, I, I mean, as somebody who, who helps people do a lot of that, um, well, as outside of what I do with podcasting, uh, I know for a fact, just given your tone and the way you speak, like that's something that's that's definitely within your talent uh, wheel that you'll be able to take full advantage of. But I, I'm I'm thankful that you shared and opened up about that because it is it is now a real part of like running a business is great. Now you also have to be an entire marketing company. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and that part is obviously there's nothing similar to what my dad and grandpa had. I mean, there, there is not one thing that's similar. There's not one. (laughs) I I always, I always cracked the joke to my team. And I said, we started a consulting firm and ended up with a media company. (laughs) (laughs) Because really in today's, today's world, it's, there's so much noise out there. Right. So the only way you're going to get ahead is to make more noise than everybody else. So yeah, and I'm not really good at being the squeaky wheel either. I, I'm not good at that. So I mean, I, I get what you're saying, and that and that's the it's like the game you got to play, and, and yeah. I just don't like games typically. So that I'm, I'm a, <laughs> I struggle with that part. Hey yeah. man, everyone everyone wants to just be like, yo, if I build it, pun intended. If I build it, they will come. Right. It's it's, it's what we hope, but it's like Jason said, man. The 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 market is saturated. Yeah. Uh, on the bright side, it's not saturated by everyone being good at what they do. It's actually quite the opposite. Uh, there's more people who have no clue what they're doing that are loud. And they're loud because they have no clue that they're being loud. Whereas everyone else who does have some some level of uh, intrigue and actual accomplishment, they tend to I mean, there are outliers everywhere you look, but they also tend to question a lot of what they do because they have that level of awareness to even be able to question themselves. So I think, I think you're in good company and uh, even just having your eye on that is a really fascinating thing. And I think it's a good thing. It's a healthy sign. Yeah. Uh, A little bit of doubt goes a long way, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Got to be humble for sure. Right. Yeah, man. No, this is uh, this is good. And uh I personally believe that uh, it's a it's a perfect opportunity to ask, like if you could go back to when you were in college, knowing what you know now, uh, what would you say to yourself? 
I don't want to, you know, just in case my kids are listening, I don't know if I would say quit, but <laughs> let's just say, say quit and then we'll edit this. No, um, you know, I always had um, a drive. So it's like when you start something, I, I finishing it's fine. I just, um, I don't know. I, I guess I would say to to try to soak in more about entrepreneurship and, and being a business owner. If I, if I just kind of focused on that, like, hey, get the piece of paper, but maybe let's let's really dive into what this is going to look like. And, and unfortunately, I didn't. I just was too jaded with it. But I think that I could have taken in a lot more, you know, counting, you know, stats, like all these things that I for sure use, you know, I for sure use it. But not only is not only necessarily just the college experience, though, it's it's more of like getting into like, hey, I can really actually take this into into my future careers. I think I just wasn't there mentally. So that's probably what I tell myself besides the quit thing. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's a valid point, man. That's mm-hmm. a valid point. Mm-hmm. Um, so then at, this is a good juncture before we dive in towards uh, the grand finale uh, to check in with Jason again and and see what he makes of the situation so far. Yeah. Well, you know, I think we can all kind of go back, right? And what's really cool when you talk to probably 98% of business owners is it's never about you would change something necessarily, right? Mm. It's about you would probably try to do more, right? Instead of change something, right? right? Because the changes are what really define us in business, right? Mm Mm-hmm. No matter what, you can listen to every expert in the world. And you sometimes you just have to take an arrow or two in the back, right? Mm -hmm. To learn your lesson or get your bullheadedness out of the way or whatever, your attitude or whatever it is that's that that makes some people go, well, I got this. So, you know, I've Mm -hmm. been doing this for 20 years and yada, 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 right? Well, just because you've been doing it for 20 years doesn't mean you've been doing it right either. (laughs) And especially in our days of technology today, right? There's a lot of things that business are not taking advantage of. Right. Probably the majority aren't taking advantage of the technology to make life easier or whatever it is. It's Mm -hmm. like I I always tell some of our clients, if you're using a spreadsheet, don't even talk to me. <laughs> if you're using an Excel spreadsheet, don't even talk to me. Don't <laughs> it's too much technology to replace all that old school stuff, right? Yeah. So and it makes it so much better to operate with. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, uh, again, you got a great a great business. There's nothing better than a legacy business when it comes to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something you can carry that torch forward for a family. Yeah. I never had that opportunity to do that because I didn't want to farm. Um, <laughs> it wasn't for me, but yeah. but that was legacy for five or six generations. Yeah. And I, bro- I broke it. So I was the prick. <laughs> <laughs> I was the one that broke it all, but I just couldn't see Stan and doing that. Yeah. It didn't, uh, didn't make sense for me, but yeah. But anyway, you're doing it, you're living it, you love it, and that's cool. It's good yeah, stuff. It's great. Yeah, man. Uh, where can people go to connect with you and learn more about what you're doing? 
Yeah, um, I'd say LinkedIn is a pretty good spot for me. You could follow uh, my business page, Three Generations Improvements or U.S. Construction Zone, either one of those. Um, I'm on there quite a bit. Um, if you're in construction and you're listening, then definitely check out U.S. Construction Zone and try to get in, in, in that network, which is very construction driven. So that's a great place to connect with me as well. But um, I'm an open book. I'm all over the place. So I'm sure you can Google my name and find my actual phone number and call me. I'm, I'm pretty open like that. Nice. Jeremy Owens, U.S. Construction Zone and Three Generations Improvement. Those are the keywords to type into Google. <laughs> That's right. You'll see. Awesome. And, uh, and I hope you don't mind. I, I, we'll also take a, a quick break here to uh, give a shout out to someone who made this episode possible today. And uh, that is a company by the name of Scale with Social Selling with Terry. Um, if you've ever looked at your sales calendar and thought to yourself, wow, it'd be great if this was filled with like only the people that I actually want this to be filled by. Uh, well, business would be better. And the good news is, is that there is somebody out there who's like going to great pains to make it possible to say that that's a possibility. And the scale with social selling system that they created actually is standing behind a guarantee that they'll be able to help you make more sales calls with the perfect prospects. So all you have to do is head over to try.scalewithsocialsellingsystem.com and you'll find out why this prospecting system is exactly what you've been looking for if that is your aim. And I don't know of a single business that doesn't have that aim. And the best part is when you book your free scale session with the team and you let them know that the War Room podcast sent you, it will increase your minimum book call guaranteed by an extra 20%. So they're giving a little sauce to the fact that you listen to this podcast. Uh, so uh, yeah, man, big shout out to Scale with Social Selling. Jeremy, let's come back to you, man. Sure. Here's the grand finale, all right? This is for a million thousand bajillion points, this question. <laughs> yeah, survey says all of that, right? Uh, if you could have invited anybody to this conversation today to listen to the fact that you come from three generations uh, of, of this industry of, of building and construction, uh, to see that you went through college and still turned out to go against the grain and go right back to where you were going, to see that you were constantly learning and that you yourself have an interest not only in the technologies that are advancing things, but also the state of adjacent marketplaces that are connected to what it is that you do to hear about all that, right? Um, who would you have invited to this room today to listen to that, maybe even contribute? And yeah, why that? that's a good question. I, I think I have one personal, one business. So my personal would be my grandpa. We lost him last year. So that's the first generation. So I, he definitely saw where I was headed and he was very proud of what, what I was doing, but, you know, to kind of, to, to hear some of it and to be, for him to be, you know, able to ingest some of what I was putting out. I think that would be really cool for me and for him too. Um, but professionally, I would say Mike Rowe, Mike Rowe is a kind of an advocate for the construction industry and he's been that way for a long time. And you know, he's kind of like if if I was to, you know, put a face to my business, U.S. Construction Zone, it would be him. If I had a spokesperson and I could just pick out of it, you know, pick and, and there would be no cost involved. Right. <laughs> then it would be micro. So um, he's just he represents us really well. And I think that he would be um, an interesting component to to what I'm doing because he's so good at networking and communicating and writing and speaking and all of those things that um, I aspire to be. So that would be my professional one. Wow. Yeah. I'll have to look into that's a, that's a first micro dirty yeah. jobs guy. 
dirty yeah, that does guy. dirty jobs. Yep, yeah. Love yeah. that guy. Yeah, because <laughs> the labor shortage, and he's he's all yeah. over for he's he speaks out on our behalf quite a bit. So yeah, I love it, man. And huge shout out to your grandpa, man. Um, you're right. Uh, it would have been a fascinating conversation to have him here and sort of trade those war stories with you, you know, (laughs) it would have been awesome for sure. But he's, he's in a better place and he was in his nineties. So, I mean, he had a great life and very, very fulfilling. So there's, there's nothing, nothing wrong with that. Well, the legacy continues, man. Are you going to get your kids to, uh, to take, to take over? (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's funny. You said the legacy piece, our, our slogan is it's not just your home, it's our legacy. And that's definitely how we're, we build it is like, we, we are doing it so that if one of my three kids says they want to do it, then it's, it's ready to go. Or maybe my nieces and nephews, I don't know. You know, I I don't, I don't want to take the pride and say, you have to do it. Um, we'll see if they have the natural bend, but you know, it's going to be there ready for them, I guess. Right yeah, on, you just got to keep them involved in it on yeah. the job site and put a hammer in their hand young, man. <laughs> yeah, they do that. They have a little magnet dragger. They they pick up the nails and, you know, so they're, they've been around the sites for sure. That's good oh, stuff. man, I love it, man. I, my, my dad was a construction worker. Okay. Uh, and although I don't have many memories with him, I do remember going on the job sites Um, I was also scared of dogs as a kid, even though I love dogs now. So I remember seeing like Dalmatians at people's homes, like, oh no. (laughs) I remember the, uh, the taco trucks that'd be outside during the lunch breaks, man. I mean, I, 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 he even had me get involved with like low voltage as a kid. Like, you know, like I was like, oh wow, this is all fun. So I've got a lot of love, uh, a special place for construction in my life, man. So thank you so much for sharing your stories, opening up about the way you see the world and the industry. It is tradition here that Jason closes us out. So I'm gonna let him do that. Right. Yeah. Thanks for taking the, you know, sliver of your time today, the 30 minutes to be here, spend some time with us. And there's, it's questionable nowadays, what's considered a good construction company. Right. And cause there's a lot of garbage out right. there right sure. and it's so easy to get a contractor's license anymore and all that stuff so keep doing what you're doing obviously you have that you know such wonderful history yeah. in construction yeah. and leverage that because that's what makes a business a business in the first place otherwise you're just the next you're just the next guy standing with a hammer so right, right. and there's plenty of them around yeah but But the biggest thing is the experience. If people can have a wonderful experience, you know, clearly that's what's been happening since the fifties. Otherwise you wouldn't be in business still. So so it's all about the people put the people first. The money will come later for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. It was a great conversation. Awesome. Right on. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the War Room Roundtable with your hosts, Jason Miller and Philip Lanos. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates. And always remember, if you can dream it and believe it, then you can go achieve it. We'll see you in the next episode.